Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the walk.se, the ongoing story about becoming a minimalist vagabond while walking from Stockholm to Sydney. I left Los Cruces on Saturday morning with a dark, rain-heavy thundercloud hanging over my shoulder. To the southeast, the sky was dark and there were occasional forks of lightning, but to the northwest, where I was heading, the sky gradually cleared up through lighter and lighter cloud cover to what was eventually a blue sky. I was glad to be heading in the right direction, even though I expected the storm front to catch up with me pretty quickly, and I was more or less resigned to getting rained on. But it never happened. And I kept walking, sort of in the area, just between heavy rain and blue sky, and it was it made for some pretty comfortable, nice walking weather, actually. I walked on past chili plantations and pecan orchards, and before long I had actually left the rainstorm behind me. Mid-afternoon, I reached Fort Selden, uh, Fort Selden State Monument, in more or less full sunshine, and sat down in the shade of the museum to do some writing. Heading out in the afternoon was warm, even hot, that was not the biggest problem. There seemed to be a million of tiny bugs swarming all around me, and they were driving me mad. There's not much to do against them. I mean, you can use some bug spray, but it just never seems to work. <clears throat> and you just have to get used to them. But they really get to me. Um, most people would say I'm usually a pretty calm and collected guy, but when it comes to small, annoying, biting bugs, all the calm goes out the window, and they really drive me mad. They seem to be worst near the pecan orchards, and I'm actually starting to dislike pecans just because of that. The road was twisting and turning more now as we made our way along the Rio Grande and through the hills. <clears throat> Around 6pm, I started looking for a suitable camping spot, but there wasn't really a lot to choose from. Just as I was starting to accept that I might have to camp beside the road again, I spotted an opening in the fence along the road. I turned off and I found a great secluded camping spot in amongst some small trees along a water runoff from the Rio Grande. I quickly pitched a tent, crawled inside, mainly to get away from the bugs, and then spent the evening trying to reread Riamdi. I don't know how to say that. Read me, but it's spelled it wrongly. It's a, it's a novel I'm reading. Uh, but I actually dozed off pretty quickly. It had been a long day and I was pretty tired. Sunday morning was slightly overcast, but the cloud cover soon burned away, and after a breakfast of bananas, oranges and kiwis, I set off towards Hatch. I reached Hatch around noon and looked for a place to get some lunch. I found a place that advertised the, world, the world's best hamburgers, and I decided to try it. There was a group of motorcycle riders sitting outside, and I asked them if the burgers really were great. Yes, they said. And then they asked me if, if I was a guy they'd seen on the news. Uh, they proceeded to buy me my lunch, and I sat down to watch what was a pretty okay burger, but not much more. All these places that claim they make the best burgers in the world have obviously not been to the milk bar in Kiama, on the south coast of New South Wales, Australia. I've so far never tasted a burger that comes anywhere near a Kiama burger. And uh, I've had burgers more or less 
in, in most places in the world, it feels like now. And I sort of wonder if the milk bar is still there. I'm going to have to try to find out when I get back to Sydney and go for a ride down the south coast and see if the Kayama milk bar still makes the world's best hamburgers. After lunch, I continued northwest along Road 187, and I passed through Salem and then Garfield. And there's even a town called Truth and Consequences a bit further up the road. So interesting names, but the names are much more interesting than the towns. They're really small and there's nothing really there, and anything that might have been open was closed when I passed through there on a Sunday. I walked on through the afternoon and into the evening, reaching Arry around 8pm. Luckily, the convenience store there was open, and I was able to buy a sandwich and something to drink. It was starting to get dark as I headed out of town, and just a few miles down the road, I came across the Arry RV park, and I decided I'd walked enough for the day, and I turned in and stayed there. It felt good to use a proper toilet and wash off some of the road grime, even if there wasn't a proper shower there for me to use. <coughs> I rinsed out my clothes, pitched my tent, and I was ready for a good night's sleep. Around 1am I woke up to the sound of rain on the tent. Not much, but the drops were big, if infrequent, and the sky looked really black. I'd only pitched the inner tent, not expecting any rain, and I had to crawl out and add the outer fly. It only takes a minute, so it was not a real big hassle, and I could crawl back into a totally waterproof tent and fall back asleep. Monday morning dawned with just a bit of cloud cover, easing away to a bright blue sky. I packed up and headed towards Caballo, where I intended to get some breakfast. At the intersection with Road 152, I stocked up with enough food for the day, some snacks, and had breakfast. Road 152 turns west here and it felt really good to be heading in the right direction again. I mean, west is what I need to be, where I need to be headed. I was warned that there was really nothing along the road until Hillsborough, which was more than 30 kilometers away, and it was actually upwards most of the way there as well. I spent the day counting down the miles and taking a few breaks, and the, the road headed up through the hills and the scenery was a bit of a relief after all the flat lands I've been walking through lately. And it was actually worth the extra effort to push the mule up a few hills to get the better scenery. When I arrived in Hillsborough around 5pm, everything was closed. And by everything, I mean the cafe general store that's there, that was the only thing that's open. And it was only open between 8am and 3pm. And the problem was that I couldn't really continue without restocking on water and food. I had a good 50 kilometres ahead of me with no services at all, and I only had, <coughs> had about two litres of water left. I had nuts and fruit that I could survive on, uh, even if it would get pretty boring, but I had to get some more water. Uh, there was a small park in the centre of town where overnight camping was permitted, and I decided to spend the night there and have breakfast and restock when the cafe opened the next morning. I climbed the hill on the southern part of town to check if the library was open, but it was closed on Monday, so I sat down on the steps outside and tried to get some writing done before it was time to pitch the tent. After putting up the tent, I sat down on one of the park benches and continued reading my book. After a while, an old VW camper van pulled in and a guy and a dog got out. It turned out to be Bob, a local, who was out walking or driving his old dog. We talked for a while and Bob warned me that the cafe store where I was planning on getting food and water in, in the morning was really only a cafe, more of a restaurant, not, not much of a store. The problem was that I really needed water to make it over the mountains, 
but Bob very kindly offered to fill up my bottles with some excellent well water from his house. He took off in the van and was back in about 30 minutes. It'd take him a while because he'd also taken the time to make me a bologna and pickle sandwich, a Caesar salad and brought along some chips. Not a bad dinner at all. Just as I was about to crawl into the tent for the night, another gentleman came over from across the street. He introduced himself as Jim, Cactus Jim. He just wanted to make sure I had water and also to warn me that if it started raining during the night, the spot I had chosen just might get flooded. I moved the tent to a higher spot and crawled in to get some sleep. Next morning, I was up bright and early and waiting for the cafe to open. I had what was called a Monday, Monday minor breakfast, a stack of pancakes topped with two eggs and served with butter and syrup. Sounds a bit strange, but it was just the calorie bomb I needed for the coming day. I talked a bit with some of the locals that had come in for their breakfast, loaded up on snacks and drinks, put on my dorky compression socks and set off up the mountain. I had a 28 kilometer long uphill stretch leading up to Emery Pass to look forward to. I travelled along at a pretty good pace, making sure to take a few breaks, and before long I was at the top. The pass is actually a bit more than 2,500 metres high, which is actually 500 metres higher than the tallest mountain in both Sweden and Australia, and I think it's going to be the highest point in my crossing of the USA. I rested a short while, uh, enjoyed a muffin I'd bought in Hillsborough, and uh, I was pretty ready to head up and down the other side. About 15 kilometres later, I found a nice campsite at the Lower Galenas campground and set up the tent next to a stream of running water. Quick wash and into the tent, and just as I got into the tent, the rain started. And I had no problem falling asleep that night. My next stop was going to be San, San Lorenzo, about 18 kilometres down the road, and I needed to stop there to get some more food. And as I was heading into town, uh, I met Justin, who was hitchhiking on his way from Silver City. I stopped and talked for a while and it turned out that he'd done a fair bit of travelling in Central and South America. As one of the routes I really wanted to travel one day is the Pan American Highway, I took the chance to ask him a lot of questions. But my stomach was also grumbling and I headed off to the restaurant store, leaving Justin to continue farming a ride. After my lunch breakfast, I slowly started west again. I wasn't planning to reach Silver City that day and I took it pretty easy. I stopped at the Manhattan Bar in Hanover for a beer, okay, maybe two, and relaxed among a few of the locals. It felt good to just sit there and uh, sort of be included in the conversation without really having to say too much. I left Hanover and started looking for a campsite. Before I knew it, I was in Central and there was a sign there for the Campgrounds of America campground two miles ahead. Uh, I walked into the campgrounds of America as the sun was setting behind the mountains and I asked for a tent site. Now the lady there told me it was going to be 33 something dollars for the night. And there was no way I was paying that for a simple campsite, but they, they didn't have anything cheaper. Uh, she claimed that it was because of the 11% sales tax that was so expensive. And I, I didn't really say anything, but uh, to my way of thinking, it's not the problem, it's not the three dollars something in tax that adds up to it, the problem was the other thirty dollars to begin with. Anyway, I decided to keep going, it was only three miles to Silver City, and I'd rather pay fifty dollars for a hotel room, uh, because then at least you get something more tangible for your money. And as I returned out to the highway, darkness fell completely and then the rain started. 
I spent another hour walking through a thunderstorm and arrived soaked through at the outskirts of Sylvie City and I just found the first cheaper hotel I could find. Another long day and it was really wonderful to have my first shower in five days and know that I was only going to walk into Silver City tomorrow, just a short, short walk. I'm enjoying a cafe latte as I write this and um, I've just been adding up my mileage and uh, I've actually only got 75 kilometers to go before I have walked 10,000 kilometers on the walk. That's not a bad total, is it? And yet, I'm not even halfway yet. So I really, I guess the only thing to do is to just keep walking. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 